Welcome to Dice Carnival. You are listening to the Wild Beyond the Witchlight in collaboration with the Homebrew D&D podcast. My name is Misha, and I'll be playing Amanda Amazing, the detail-driven Sylvan Rogue Detective, closing in on her breakthrough case. I'm Cody Smith, and I play Philo Featherbottom. Philo is a halfling wizard who has gone through some rather strange events. My name is Greg from the podcast Dice Carnival. I'll be playing Astrak, the star-speckled Gripley Druid, who yearns to leap for the stars but cannot leap. My name is Austin Brady, and I will be playing the character Hobbs, who is a sentient log warlock, and are very flammable. <laughs> Hi, I'm Geo, and my character is Tor, a young Harringham monk who ran away to the Witchlight Carnival as a child to pursue their love of dance. They've been working at the carnival ever since. And finally, my name is Adrian, your dungeon master and host. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, Head to c4labs.com. Whether this is your first time listening, or you're already a subscriber to our content, we at Dice Carnival welcome you, and hope that you enjoy what you're about to listen. <laughs> Bye now! We begin. As lights of a carnival drift away like stars in a cloudy night. Five old friends find themselves plummeting into a world of uncertainty. The tunnel that stretched beyond the looking glass burrows its way through realities like a rabbit's den. As all of you find yourselves whisking and whirring through this tunnel of swirling light and misty clouds, the scent of cotton candy seems to almost linger in the air, as do other scents nostalgic to you. The scent of wood varnishing, the smell of dew on swamp grass of a halfling mother's cooking, and the hygienic smells of many, many siblings in their laundry, and the smell of the city the first time one arrives there. It's hard to keep track of each other as you find yourself plummeting through the scape, but you can make out images in the clouds around you. Images that you can almost make out. In fact, if you were not plummeting at the terminal velocity that you are, you think that maybe if you were to see them again, you would remember some of these images. A cradle. An army. A palace. Whisking by. In the space of light and cloud begins to grow 
fainter and wispier. You begin to see skylines sort of beginning to sort of billow from you. You begin to all sort of, in your days of confusion, trying to figure out which way is up and which way is down, find the sky below you almost seem to open up. I want all of you to... I want all of you just to roll me a d20 and add your charisma. 16. 17. 13 for Hobbs. I got a 13. All right. Um, we see Amanda land first. And Amanda, as you find yourself plummeting out of the sky, you see something approaching you rapidly, and you quickly manage to twist your body in time and begin flapping your wings. And just as you are stumbling to sort of get your feet below you, you find yourself sort of tumbling and rolling as you land on top of cobbled stones, gathered with moss and fern and verdant wildflowers beneath you. You look up and you find yourself on a causeway of sorts. Like a massive stone edifice, like a bridge. Ooh. In which you can see glimpses of a skyline on either side of you. It's about maybe 20 feet wide, and you're uncertain how high up you are. And you're still like a little bit sore, you probably like nicked your knee on your way down. You see that there's like a giant like sunflower sort of growing out of the side of here. Mm-hmm. And we see uh, a... We hear like a sound as like you're exploring your surroundings, Amanda, a few seconds later. And there's just like a... <laughs> and you turn around and you see like landing on the sunflower and sending like a big cloud of pollen up into the air. It's Ostrak. Which... The sunflower just seems to gently lower him down, even though he's covered in, like, all this yellow pollen. Does Ostrak have much of an allergy to pollen? Uh, I don't think Ostrak has an allergy to pollen, no. Okay, so you probably don't have, like, a huge allergy, but you feel like your nose is itching a little bit, because it is is a lot of white uh, yellow powder. Uh, And and sunflower (laughs) seeds, too, that are, like, the size of your palm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Amanda, you see it. It's like literally you came down and it, imagine like two rounds went by basically. And now Ostrak is there. Amanda, is that you? I can't see very well. Yes, it's me. Do you need someone to help you clean up? Uh, I think I got it. I'm just going to lick my eyes off. <laughs> <laughs> works works really well, actually. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Sunflower seeds look interesting. I'm going to go look at the sunflower seeds. Yeah. As you're going to look at them, how how are you feeling right now? You both are coming off of a little bit of a high, aren't you? From the carnival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want both of you to roll me a d8. Oh boy. Oh boy. Alright. I got a six. Seven. Okay. Yeah. You, you, Ostrak, as you are sort of standing there, you, you begin to feel like a little bit of a breeze pick up from around you, kind of whisking the sunflower back up as Amanda's inspecting a couple of these seeds. And you can swear carried on the wind is the scent of gummy worms. Like, you're not even sure, like, sweets in general, specifically gummy worms, that image comes to mind as this wind sort of billows past you from, like, the edge okay. of this, this causeway. Amanda, 
you look over at like a nearby sort of pond made inside the stone cracks and you see that there's like a little bit of a frog that hops out. Like it sticks its head up, blinks, blinks. Mm -hmm. I love you. Oh my god. I love you. (laughs) I love you. Hello. You see its like throat sack expand each time. I love you. I don't think you know me very well, sir. It licks its eye. I love you. Where does this sentiment come from? Do I see this frog? Looks up at you. I love you. And then hops onto a lily pad. And the everything around here is it's 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 stunningly vibrant, is what you see. And even though you haven't really had too much of a chance to look off the edge yet, you can't help but notice that. But Amanda, as you are like kneeling down, you uh, kind of inspect it. And yeah, it's like a massive sunflower seed. You imagine it probably would be difficult to chew through the rind, but you can like peel it with your hand and there's like a little bit of a, a tasty nut almost in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Just, and... just going to check to see if it's like poisonous or anything. If it's going to make me trip, is it possible to check for that? Uh, you could roll a survival check, I'll say. To see if this is something that would be safe to eat in nature. The seven. Uh, it smells. It smells like granola mix, like the sort of stuff that you would pack. It smells like a little bit of like raisins and stuff mixed in there, and maybe like some shaved, like sliced pumpkin seeds. It's not how this thing is supposed to smell. Can I break it in half? Yeah, you uh, you break it off. Yeah, there's trail mix on the inside. It is full of trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains it. I'll okay. save this for later. It's, 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 yeah, it's like an entire bar, yeah. You, you probably find that there's like, I'll say, about like six or so of these like large sort of r- snacks around. Don't worry about keeping track of rations. You've got you've got a bit of a snack. You've got a couple of, of, uh, of pocket rations. <laughs> Granola right. bars. Yep. Basically. Um, it's at this point, after about a minute has gone by, that there's like a bit of a flash of light just out of sight where the two of you are. And uh, we see... On one side of the causeway, billowing down Hobbs, I want you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. That is a juicy nine. Juicy nine. So you see uh, Hobbs basically see, you see like he appears and he's at a bit of an angle and you see like there's like a bit of a tumble as he seems to impact the edge of the causeway. A couple of stones come loose and he goes tumbling over the edge. What do the two of you do? There's maybe about like 30 feet from you. Is that enough for oh. me to like try to run over and try to catch him or something? Yeah, you can, you can you run over to peer over the edge, and by 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 fate's miracle, you see that Hobbs is currently caught by the ankle in like a tree branch that is like growing out of the stone causeway, and you see about a hundred feet below him these sort of rivulets and quagmires and rises of a swamp nexus below you. Mm. An ancestor has caught me. Amanda, please secure the rest of me. Hobbs, what's your roll me a d roll me a d eight? You're you're in pretty good moods, aren't you? Is a six. Roll me roll roll again roll again. We already have a six. That is an eight. <laughs> I'm gonna roll this a little bit differently. You as you say that the little little shrub that's growing off the edge is a uh, hey man, it's it's no problem at all. Yeah, let me let me help you up a little bit. And you see the the it begins to lift you up <laughs> to where Amanda can then help you up. Yeah, I... I'm gonna help him up. There we go, man. As you okay? Over didn't chip the... any chip anything? Didn't pull any roots? Nothing that cannot be rewhittled. And ah, I I shake it. Perfectionist, I see. I was never one for uh, 
for remodeling, but uh, you do you, man. You do you. You see, like, the shrub just kind of, like, give you, like, a finger gun. I love that. And it I just goes that. back to, like, leaning off the edge. And you see, like, two of its branches <laughs> actually lean up underneath the bulk of it as if it's reclining off the edge. Where okay. are the rest of everyone? This is almost where we would see some distance further down the causeway. As all of you beginning to wonder where the rest of you are or where you even are, we would almost see the sort of image that says hither, sort of just stretching across a causeway above a large swamp. Massive cloudscapes with like drifting patches of fog and mist, obscuring large swaths of the ground with beautiful bayous and rivulets winding through them. Pink mist drifting in, diffusing the light in a sort of beautiful way. And these big, like, mossy floating letters, we see a halfling figure tumble into the side of the H as the H goes plummeting towards the swamp and he gets knocked onto a causeway. And as all of you turn to look, you just see Philo impact the ground. Well, that's where he is. That explains Philo, it. Philo, you could have sworn that you were falling and you think you hit a giant H. That's what Philo, that's I what Philo so plans. Just if you don't see that, you just see, you just hear the impacting. Uh, a puddle, like a splash, as Philo ends up landing in another puddle. Oh. Alright, let's go help him up. This place is weird. I'm smelling gummy worms. Anybody else smelling gummy worms? You Here you are, old friend. You, eat uh, uh, you are up right now. Uh, as you go to approach, you see like a little frog like hops onto his head, which has just jumped clear of his impact, and it lands on top of his head and looks at all of you and says, oh, I love you. I bat it over the bridge. <laughs> no! No! Can I try to catch the frog? Uh, first, I want Hobbs to roll me an unarmed strike. Uh, I roll a good old slap of the branch. Uh, that is a nine. All right. Um, Amanda, I want you to roll me a, a dexterity saving throw. 21. Okay. So we see <laughs> as Hobbs walks up, it's not really a full like soccer punt. Yeah. <laughs> But you see, like, you see, like, Hobbs, like, leans down and just, like, picks up the frog and tosses it off the edge. And Amanda, like, runs up to go catch the frog. And it's, like, just run out of frame for a second. And uh, as you go ahead, you catch it. It just, like, looks at you as you, like, catch it from plummeting hundreds of feet. A hundred feet. And it just looks at you and says, I love <laughs> <laughs> The frog's been smoking. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this frog needs a lozenge. And know when to say I love you and when to not say I love you. you love is what, not frog? so easily handed out, frog. You know what, frog? I feel like we've been through a lot together. Don't I say it. You. No, the spell. <laughs> you unleashed him. <laughs> what have you done, Amanda? <laughs> Well, first, at first I didn't care much for it, but then it really was, it was really insisting and it was very polite about it. And then you tried to kill him for being sincere. It's not sincere. You can't love someone at first sight. It's not true. That's just lust. I don't think that... that love well, at first sight is not real. Lust. How could you, you know the totality of a person? Are you saying... Lusting after a frog hub. Oh, I'm saying he's lusting after all of us. <laughs> Just wandering around, seeing somebody being, I love, I love you. I love you. I can love you completely and totally. No, totally. That's a pun. <laughs> in there. 
But uh, you can't understand what that means. I am yeah. keeping. I am keeping this frog. I do want to make a nature well, check on this frog. Well, you are now because you said I love you too, and now we're stuck in some sort of fey magic. <laughs> How do you, you know, know what? that? I am keeping this frog. I That's am how the fae works. Extremely, <laughs> I am taking extremely good care of this frog. I'm going to show my dedication. It, it's gonna, you're gonna get your just desserts when you have to like body swap with this frog now. <laughs> <laughs> it goes off and spends all your money. Bold of you to assume I have money. That is true. <laughs> Well, our dear friend is recovering from his frog voice. Person, I keep it in the trust fund. I'm gonna go grab a, a drink of water real quick, so that that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, my theory is that this is just like the frog croak noise. Is just, I love you. Yeah, but still, I'm I'm, I'm committing to the bit. I have no fucking. What should I name this frog? You're already thinking of names for of the frog. I'm keeping Ethan Romeo because he just falls in love at first sight with every person he meets. Easy. Okay. <laughs> I apologize for whatever Did the fuck that was. Did you hear any of what just happened? No, I unplugged because for whatever reason, I, I what happened is like I swallowed, I inhaled <laughs> some part of my breakfast. Oh and no! And it got stuck somewhere in my lung cavity. Yikes! All right, yeah, no, no, don't eat right before recording. Or I have to clean up. Ugh. Are you still recording? No, Adrian, I think you'll enjoy hearing what was happening while you were gone. Some what? of it might even make it to the actual show. What? Maybe. We kept RPing for a little bit. <sighs> we weren't for sure if you could hear it or not. All right. Yeah. All right. Are you still recording? I'm still fucking recording. That's nice. Still fucking live. Yeah. Oh wow, that was that was horrible. Okay. <laughs> More pepper juice, so I'll keep it down. Oh, I'm I'm keeping the frog. <laughs> I am dedicating myself to taking care of it. Well, maybe we can go over that a teensy bit. Sorry about that. Hmm. Um, so yeah. It looks at you and says, <gasps> I love you. Yeah, don't keep inhaling. It looks at you. <laughs> um, can I make a check on the frog? Just to like see if it's actually saying I love you or if it's just a frog's call. Sure. Alright. We're on insight check. Insight. <laughs> oh, damn, that's a 10. Frog is sus. That's hard to tell. But uh, it, does, it does seem to be gazing back at Amanda very appreciatively. This doesn't help anything. Meanwhile, Philo, we see like you have to like probably like start squeezing your hat out. Of, of, yeah, like, Philo's ringing out his... Uh, I'm still wearing that like top hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you've got fair. top hat. So it's not even that. It's like literally... You're just like picking up your top head and you have to dump all the water out. <laughs> pat, 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 like you're opening up a bottle of ketchup. Right. That's been in the uh, fridge for three weeks. Well, this was an interesting way to make an appearance. Are now, you okay? Are you hurt? Uh, I seem all right for the most part. Well, that's good. So I guess we are off on our on our search. Is that uh, frog what became of Tor? I I now that I think of it, I don't know. Um, by the way, I want both. Uh, I want Philo to roll me a d8 as well, because he's in high spirits. I rolled a three. You see, uh, as little fireflies begin to sort of drift up and float around Philo, and they're just blinking. Not even just green, but like the, all these different like Christmas-like colors. 
like blue. I must have disturbed their nest. Must live in that pond. Um, no, they just kind of gathered from around. You're not even sure where they came from. They just all sort of began drifting and are now floating around you a little bit, giving you like all this sort of magical sort of sparkle. Why do they like me so much? I love you. The frog says. Yeah, I give it a little bit. I cannot wait to find a shop so that I may make a box and bury that frog in it. This is, this is my frog, Hobbs. I love you. I'm just looking at you That's horrified. Has Hobbs explained Don't why, he, why he, he assaulted the frog? There is... Or no. I, just... I, I, I think that, like... This is what I kind of imagine, is that, like, mother in, in town when Hobbs was a young loggling, uh, you know, probably got fucking catcalled one too many times and cut a dude's finger off. Like, <laughs> mom, mom takes no shit, you know, kind of person. Yeah. And so Hobbs is having this, like, why are you just going around and saying I love you? Like, that's that's not a good thing to do. <laughs> right. All right. I'm keeping this frog and I'm taking good care of it. And don't you get in the way of that, Hobbs. I have a knife. The frog hops off your shoulder. It, no. hop, it, it begins to like hop hop towards the little pond of water that it was living in and turns around. Oh, Be gone. You. Be gone, foul beast. <laughs> <laughs> and like it looks at you one last time and it licks its eye and then it hops into the water. And you see little bubbles come up in the shape of a heart. So it wasn't meant to be after all. If you love it, you have to let it go. <laughs> but... I agree. Let's let it go and move forward. Wait, but what if it is Tor turned into a frog? If it was Tor, Tor Did we would see stick another frog us. of exactly the same likeness? You see, actually. Um, <laughs> and I think it's only going to be. No, Hobbs would see it too. And Philo. As all of you are engaging in the rest of this, where is our lagomorphic friend? Actually, I want to say Hobbs is a little now. preoccupied. Probably. I don't think that was Tor. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Well, we don't see Tor. I'm going to say as Hobbs was a bit preoccupied, uh, telling the frog, the foul beast, to go back to whatever hole it came from. And Amanda is mourning the love of another lost. <laughs> Philo, you catch like a little bit of a glint at the corner of your eye. And Ostrock, you manage to clock that somewhere on the other side of this causeway, somewhere heading north, beyond the sort of clouds and mist, which you can probably only see maybe a quarter, maybe half a mile out with. Miles and miles away, another flash Ostrock, similar to what you saw when Hobbs and Philo arrived. Somewhere miles ahead. Oh no, oh gosh. Uh, I think I found Tor. Where are they? And this has um, been like, this probably has been like three, four, or five minutes after all of you have arrived. Which is odd, because you all kind of went in at a similar bit of succession. Mm -hmm. I went that way? There's point way far in the direction I saw Tor. You can see that far? Um, yeah, no, Tor fell out of the sky in that general area. It was like a couple miles off. That's well, far. We should go look for him. 
Let's Ooh. go rescue our lagomorphic friend. I want all of you to roll me perception checks at this point. Fifteen. Twenty-one. Eighteen. Philo? Eight. <clears throat> Philo, you just saw a flash of light. You're still looking at where that's coming from. You're not even sure which direction it came right. from. Amanda and Hobbs, the two of you, begin looking about and Ostrock, you see this, but Ostrock catches another little bit of a thing. As you see what looks to be a dark silhouette drifting from a similar direction to what's there. But not exactly nearby, kind of off, maybe like an o'clock, like at one o'clock instead of like twelve o'clock. Hmm. If twelve o'clock was just a little bit right of the causeway yeah. you're looking up. And you see like just a massive bulbous form pushing its way through the clouds. And Ostrock. You see a bit, you think you swear that you see like somewhere shrouded in the fog, a figure. Can't make out a whole lot. Maybe more stouter in figure rather than tall and slender. But just some sort of figure do something with their hands. And this is like far, far away. This is literally like, you literally catch it after you see it. And as they like have done something, you see that this thing that was drifting in the air there's suddenly a bit of a clap that drifts from all around you, and you see that this whole thing lurches and spasms, and then begins to sort of, like, drift erratically and grow larger. Does anyone know what that is? What was that thunder? Yes, yeah, it was like what literally... was that bulbous thing? <clears throat> and you see, like, as that thunderclap had gone off, drifting towards you now, kind of drifting maybe from like one o'clock to like we're talking about maybe like three o'clock four o'clock now you swear that you see what looks like a massive balloon rapidly drifting through the clouds of this swampy landscape towards a structure that you can see poking out from a massive fog bank which looks like a large sort of tower with a conical roof that is leaning at a massive slant as if the foundation itself is sinking into the swamp. And you just kind of see it drift into the direction of that tower. Okay. Um. And yeah, the two of you see that, you see the, the balloon, you see the, you hear the thunderclap, even Philo hears the thunderclap, and you <gasps> see the balloon drift towards that sinking tower. I feel like Thor can take care of themselves. We should probably go check out the tower. Mm. You sure? I mean, this place is kind of a lot. It is. I mean, Ostrock, yeah. you've heard tales of the Feywild. Yeah. You were told that this is some strange segment of the Feywild. But you do, you've heard stories about how dangerous this place can be. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's not always dangerous in the way that you expect. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I, I'm worried for Tor. Death looms in strange places around every corner, Amanda. We must rescue Tor. We will know where the tower is after, correct? Ostro, you seem to yeah. know a bit about this place. Um, I don't know much. I've only heard stories from my ancestors and my tribe. Um, Any stories of places... Shifting in the fog. Would I know that? Of 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 what specifically? Uh, basically, uh, Hobbs is trying to ask if like 
places are static in this place, or mm. if... Roll me an Arcana check, Ostrock. Oh, that's not good. Um, Eight. I would say even with that, even if you, you aren't aware of the full nature, you've always been told that the Feywild is a mercurial place, and this place, Prismere, you think it was called? It seems to also be very mercurial. You can't really read too much beyond that. But if any evidence has kind of been shown with like the sunflower and the fireflies now drifting around Philo, there's a little frog telling Amanda that it loves her. You would have to assume that uh, it's probably magical or it's probably shifting in some capacity. It seems to be responding or somewhat to what you're doing. And actually, mm -hmm. Hobbs, I want you to roll me a d8. That is a six. You notice, like, as the air around Hobbs kind of since that moment with the frog has kind of subsided, has grown noticeably more stale. The sort of scent of rotting wood and, like, fallen apples or apples that's, like, withered on the vine seems to now sort of be drifting in the breeze that's flowing along here more noticeably when you get closer to Hobbs. I don't know if Hobbs has all factory senses, but... Got leaves. Leaves take air. I don't know. We're magical. <laughs> Overall, you'd probably feel like there's some some imbalance in the air, Hobbs. Ow. Mm. Smell. Hmm. <laughs> Hobbs. And when you get closer to Ostrock, it smells like gummy worms. <laughs> I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> Hobbs. I have a feeling it might be of importance to keep good spirits in this place. Otherwise, you make life harder for yourself. Yeah, one yeah, yeah, exactly what capture... she said. <laughs> the shrub. Sorry, keep going, Hobbs. One should not capture a good spirit. One should capture evil spirits and banish them. Well, I don't know exactly about all that stuff. You know, I'm just a shrub. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to be the, crea the creation of such negative energies, would you? All right, I'm just going to go on a hunch and assume that all of you are new here. Yes. Uh, my yes. Name's by, oh, How could I you tell? Oh, well, I mean, uh, you get people by here every once in a while, not as much as you usually do. I haven't introduced myself, by the way. I'm uh, I'm Lurch Larry, the Leaning Shrub. Uh, Hi, Lurch. Hi, uh, Lurch. Uh, Larry, Lurch is kind of more of a prefix, but uh, I'll t uh, Lurch, Lurch ain't bad. You you get the idea. I, pre I appreciate your formality and in terms i'm gonna i wanna i'm gonna ask what name what what, what can i call you by hobbs uh, i'm ostrock yeah, i'm philo good to meet you larry you can refer to me as a ah you see now this one gets it i have a special little knack of knowing when people are telling me their real names right and all you just made a little bit of a mistake which is very, very fine, because I'm just a shrub, and I'm not exactly going to be too much of a problem for you if I decide to do it, but let's just say that there's a couple of people here who, not everyone, as I said, not everyone, that if you give too much of yourself away, they can take a little bit of a problem here. As I said, 99, 99.9% .9 of the people you're going to come across here, give your name, not going to be a problem. But you never know when... There might be someone very nefarious who might be able to put on like a special hex or something like that or track you, whatever. As I said, you just want to be a little bit careful. 
Uh, next thing is, is all you might want to be a little bit wary of the rules of repro of reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a shrub. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a shrub. <laughs> he was like, he's mad at man. himself if he's a shrub or not for a moment. <laughs> What's happened to this man in the past? Are you trying to convince <laughs> us or yourself? No. Oh. I should, I should tell you a little bit about the the rules of conduct. <laughs> so. Uh, our queen, our all majesty, ruler of this domain, uh, Zabilna, has a couple of rules that she finds very important. And when I say rules, I'm not talking about laws, alright? You people out in whatever sort of strange world you come from, I always hear about these laws, whatever those are, which are weird things involving litigation and criminal justice, and frankly, we don't got time for them in the Feywild. Instead, we have rules. Rules are just kind of like... Well, it's just how things work. You know, you hold an apple, you drop it, and it falls to the ground. You stop breathing, you're gonna turn blue and black, and, uh, well, you're gonna die. You know. What if you here. stop breathing? I don't know. I got I got enough leaves on me right now, so. Honestly, I'm wondering if I'm even gonna be hibernating soon. <laughs> don't get very talkative during that time. Then again, I don't think we ever really have seasons here either. I don't know. I haven't really been alive for that long. Anyway. Suffice to say, here in the domain of Prismere, we got a couple of rules that are a little bit, uh, as I said, you might not have them where you are, but they come here, uh, with, with their own sort of stipulation. Now, if you ever violate these rules, you get a special visit from Zabilna. However, I think a couple of the more rowdier types here in, uh, this here land of Hither have noticed that, uh, you can what just kind of break a couple of these rules, and the Zabilna doesn't come exactly knocking. But, I always hear bad tales about it, and frankly, if Zabilna ever decided to show up, I really would not want to be on her bad side if she figured out that I broke any of her rules, so... <laughs> I try to stare clear of them. First one is the rule of hospitality. When a friend, an enemy, or a stranger enters your home, you are expected to be gracious in accommodating them, until such time that they prove, by their words or action, undeserving of such hospitality. I consider this place to be my home, so I am adhering by that rule of hospitality. Mm. Following along. Okay. That's, that's rule one. Second one is the rule of ownership. You must not steal from a friend, an enemy, or a stranger. To take something that doesn't belong to you without the rightful owner's permission is a crime, and an unforgivable breach of etiquette. You break that Law. rule... You're opening yourselves up to a whole lot of a reprisal. So, if you're going to be getting sticky with your fingers, you got to think long and hard whether or not that's got someone's claim on it, and if you're willing to face the, the actions that others might take to deem you less of a uh, respectful sort when it comes to other people's property. As I said, these aren't laws. These aren't going to be stopping you from doing any of that stuff. Just saying, it gets complicated once you go down that path. Finally, we have the rule of repro reciprocity. <laughs> whatever that's called. Reciprocity. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, when a friend, an enemy, or a stranger offers you a gift, you are obliged to accept it and offer something of comparable value. Be it a gift or a service in return. Now, such reciprocity, or whatever you said, frog boy, fancy you going to college, need not happen immediately. So, one question about the rule of reciprocity. So you cannot reject the gift if you don't think you can offer something in return? 
Well, that's where it's kind of complicated. It would be rude not to accept a gift to begin with, and a violation of that rule if the gift is given openly with a sense of kindness. Now, what exactly a return would be on that gift, I suppose, depends on the person receiving them and the person giving them. Maybe someone gives you a gift, but they're going to expect maybe a conversation, or maybe they're going to expect a favor in return. Mind you, these things don't need to be paid out immediately, but if you gather too many debts without the intent of paying them back, well, that's a bit more of a strenuous violation of the third rule of Prismir, which I will not say, because I'm just a shrub on a lurch. <laughs> You're not some fancy educated frog boy. Alright, so it's not like somebody could give you a gift in order to force you to break the rule well, by putting they, you they, in a debt that you cannot repay. Well, here's the thing is, they, they, it, 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 it gets complicated there. If someone gives you a, a gift, you're obliged to accept and repay it in some way. Now, in exactly which way you'd be repaying it, I suppose depends on the person, depends on you. So, for example, I gave you a little bit of information. Maybe you could uh, do me a little bit of a favor and, uh, you know, spur off a couple of uh, bad branches on me. I mm. gave you a favor of giving you some information that could really help save your behind here in the land of Prismir. And in exchange, I'd, I'd happily consider something like that. Or if you got an idea of something else you would like to give back to me. Or maybe I would even consider if you went ahead and paid it forward to another sort of... Uh, plant-like being that's native to this land, I consider that a repraisal of uh, generosity. Um, um, Amanda takes out a little notebook and starts writing down debts, shrub. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hobbs is going to take out his mother's hand axe and is just going to do some light forestry work. It's like, oh, hold and... on one second, just watch this. And yeah, you can walk up I mean, you've 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 worked with it, and you literally like you start just like kind of bonsaiing this this dude. Yeah, yeah, just like trimming it up. I'm giving him a high top fade, you yeah. know, like yeah. making him look <laughs> real good. And then, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna make you roll for that. Yeah, yeah. You literally like probably spend a good two minutes with your material and sort of like shaving it off and clearing off some bark overgrowth and some things that you realize are like parasitic infections that. Would not be good to let linger. And like yeah. Larry is like, takes two of his arms and like looks up at like his top and kind of feels around. It's like, wow, do you, do you have a mirror? Actually, it doesn't matter. I don't have eyes. This is incredible, man. You know, I really appreciate it. Consi consider, consider our exchange equitable. Amanda, cross off your debt. I cross it off. All right. Look, I think complete. it's still good to keep a list in the future because I don't have the most reliable memory. Absolutely. Absolutely. And mind you, mind you, as I said, it's a matter of, of trend, trend where you are. You might be dealing with people who might be more concerned with debts than others. If if you make a couple of small little missteps, I'm sure it won't be a problem. Honestly, you can make some big missteps. Probably won't be a problem either. <laughs> I mean, if Sabilna never comes back, then I suppose this world's just kind of going to continue in the direction it's going. Wait, Tell me more gone? about that. Uh, say again. Sorry, a little bit. I was uh, I, I was getting a little bit of a fuzz out of my uh, my knot hole. <laughs> Did you ah, say Sabilna yes. was gone? Yeah, well, I mean, she just hasn't been been visiting for a while, and the whole place has just kind of been 
Well, it's odd, it's odd. Alright, so it's like when Zabilna was in charge, mind you, I was just a little shrubland back then. Her emotions used to extend throughout the entire place. Now, if she was never in a bad mood, we all kind of feel, we get thunderstorms, maybe feel some seismic tremors, stuff like that. But it was always consistent throughout the land. But now, she's no longer exerting her influence. And how that is, I can't exactly say. Mind you, I'm just an illiterate shrub. But I do realize that, and you see that Larry, and mind you, this is just literally a shrub that's leaning over like a railing, and it's just like reclined, but has like little little branches it's pointing around. It points at uh, both Hobbs and Ostrock. I can sense a little bit of a imbalance in the breeze. Now, usually in places like Prismere, if someone's having a bad day or a good one, the, the changes on the atmosphere usually aren't going to be infecting the environment. But here, every sentient, it almost feels like, is able to have some sort of pull on the world around them. More powerful beings have a more powerful pull. And that that's causing a little bit of a stress around the cracks. You see this causeway? You look up ahead a couple of uh, hundreds of feet, you'll see it's going to fall off down into the swamp. That was, uh, that was caused over quite an interesting argument. Meanwhile, down below, you're going to find people of relaxed demeanor, aggressive demeanor, some people sad, some people happy. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what uh, y'all are, are going to encounter down there, but it, it's, it's, it's getting a little bit messy from what I can tell. And, uh, well, I mean, who knows how far it's going to go? Who knows? Maybe we'll find ourselves in a... Emotional primordial soup for soon enough. I mean, I always hear nightmare stories about a place called Florida, and I mean, not saying <laughs> we're fully there yet, uh, but it's only gonna be a matter of time. Hither Glen causes chaos. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't really know how much else I can really help you. Yeah, you kind of did me a couple of favors. You gave me some conversation, which honestly I've been missing ever since I was originally awakened. So thank and you very much for all of your help. Hey, absolutely. You know what? It's no bark off my back, <laughs> except what uh, <laughs> our good friend, uh, our, your good uh, plant friend uh, took off of mine. So all you are going to need to just tread carefully and remember what uh, your f old friend Larry taught you. So I have a question, though. Is your real name Larry? Or... I actually don't know. <laughs> I just I heard someone call me Larry once and I was like, you know what? That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna go by. Cause it's funny. Cause I'm out of lurch and I'm leaning. <laughs> I thought it was funny. They thought it was funny. Though so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll be Larry. Larry the leaning lurching shrub. You're sentient. Can I question? Uh, what blood was spilled on you? Bring mm -hmm. boy. Oh no, I grew. I, I grew here from uh, a golden acorn. Was I too grown from a golden acorn? I, I don't know. I'd have to to see your birth records. Uh, Hobbs like embarrassingly like pats his overall pocket, and it's is just like I do not have any. Should I? Well, neither do them? I. So <laughs> looks like we're kind of stuck in the same same bit of a, a lurch. I just always knew I grew from a golden acorn. Strange. Good, but strange. All right then. Well. uh... I suppose all you need to go gather up where you are, uh... Strange, I could have seen that there were, uh, five rifts in the sky, but I only count four of you. Yeah, there was one that went quite a far way away. Yeah, it's bound to happen from time to time. Usually, they're all you're all supposed to be gathered on the ground and, uh... 
just a little bit down the causeway a little bit, but uh, as I said, this place is getting a little bit splintered. Who knows how far uh, your friend might have wound up. Just be lucky they're in the same, uh, they're in the same shard as the rest of us. Shard? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, you're just, you're just in, uh, hither. There's, a there's, a two more shards, uh, three more if you count the, the palace itself, but I don't think anyone's been there for quite some time. Not ever since, uh, Slackjaw Lorna came in power. Slackjaw Lorna? Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be the new ruler of this place, uh. Don't know a whole lot about her, but all I know is that she she got a big appetite or something like that. Oh boy! And so, uh, you know, just always uh, you know, be prepared to offer something something up if you ever pay a visitation. Uh, don't offer yourself though. That that probably wouldn't be too healthy. Uh, but if you bring something else, then you won't have to offer offer any of your own flesh. So, good on you. Okay. Uh, and I think right. at that point, um, I'm going to let you guys just take a little bit of a break. Okay, so all of you are gathered in this sort of large area at the edge of the Broken Causeway. You see the sort of hazy twilight sky. You see that the causeway itself is built from pale stones which glow faintly from within. Towers over the sort of surrounding landscape, but large sections have crumbled away. The parts that remain in place are separated by large gaps where portions have collapsed. There's also a fog-shrouded swamp that spreads out below you in all directions, and up from it murks wafts that smell of rotting plants. Also rising from the swamp is the music of nature, a discordant symphony of croaking frogs and singing birds. Those frogs sound more normal. They're not all saying I love you. <laughs> Thank goodness. I love you. <clears throat> is that frog following us? Oh um, gosh, I thought we'd moved a lot further away. He's yep. right there. <laughs> yep, you, you probably only moved like 50 feet away. Oh. Ugh, I feel like I've walked it's very all loud, day. But yeah, My you, old legs are tired. And yeah, you can literally see like maybe like a good 100, 150 feet further towards this causeway. And you would actually look there and you would see like maybe at the very, very edge through the dense fog. Very, very tiny, very off in the distance, what you think is like the spires of like a tower or castles or something in the direction that the causeway goes, but very, very far away. And you can see there's multiple broken segments of the causeway. The question is, how do you get down? Uh, Hobbs is going to rattle his chest a little bit. And he's, he's going to say, oh, one, one moment. And he's going to sit down for a little while and the bark is going to start to fleck open and a owl is going to climb out of Hobbs's chest. Like as, a little cuckoo clock. As he uh, casts Find Familiar. Alright. How long does it take uh, to cast? Um, It takes like one hour so I'm going to like sit down and like do it. Uh, it. It takes that long as, as like okay. a um, we could say that we could say that this is something ritual. that's already been summoned i'll give you the benefit of the doubt that we're not sitting here for an hour and we'll say that with like just a little of a cuckoo your uh little doors in your chest open up and a little owl sort of extends from a perch and flutters onto your shoulder but it's, it's like a wooden owl right 
or is it like uh, an actual owl? Or, I mean, I was going to have it be like an actual owl. Yeah, okay, and I was going to have it be like... Hans is just keeping a fucking owl in his chest for who knows it, how long. Yeah, <laughs> it just sleeps inside the void that is my face. And okay, so it's that's, like, that's really cute, actually. It's been that's sleeping. Horrible. Oh What's the, does, the owl, does the owl have a designation? Uh, owl. Everyone, this is Owl. Can I can I pet Owl? You must ask Owl if you can pet Owl. The Owl gives you a nod. Yes, I you pet, the, pet owl. the Owl. You pet the Owl, It like starts, as, as you're like petting it, it starts to tap one of its taloned feet. What type of Owl mm. is it? Uh, I would say it's a very like small horned Owl. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, so kind of. And... It's going to uh, launch up into the air and kind of give me a survey of like how far down is the descent from the bridge it's and up, like okay. and like how far are these gaps because they mm. I have a feeling that some of my spells could get me across the gaps possibly. Yeah. So like um, looking at it, the owl flies out and you guys can't really see very well from like the vantage you're on because you can't see how it's being supported. You, you you don't get a lot of complex information from it, but you can see that the owl sort of, uh, as, as you're looking through its senses, you can see now from a more bird's eye view, uh-huh, uh, the causeway is made of these like big arches, very, very thick, that rise 100 feet in the air. After okay. surveying the sort of pillar that you are most closely on, you can see that there's like a tangle of like roots and, you know, missing stones and stuff. Ivy. But you think that if someone took their time, they could probably climb down. And after a bit of a survey, it flies back and lands onto your shoulder. And yeah, I I am going to uh, tell everybody about the branches that kind of cascade down the side of the causeway. And I'm going to say, I will meet you there. And I ready in action as I jump off the edge. Yeah, I'm gonna fly down. I I, I want to make it clear too, um, because I I I I think that I know what Hobbs is is speaking towards. Velocity will be maintained for most forms of low level teleportation, unless it's like, if if this is misty step, if you're falling yeah, at a high I... velocity. I've never played it that way, but we'll okay. play it that way but, now. Yeah, I'm not going to make you... I guess I won't do wait, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> it's a long fall. And at this level, you... Nah, you can do your cool thing. That's fine. We're in the Feywild. <laughs> Alright, what do you do? Okay. You've got your parachute All on. Right. Do it, do yeah, it. I want to see this. Uh, it's way cooler than what I'm imagining. Sorry. Hobbs jumps off the uh, ground... Or off the top of the causeway. And right before... Kind of hitting the ground um disappears into a cloud of mist and then reappears at the bottom kind of doing the the good old superhero pose all right uh as i teleport right you, near the end so and then you, i can kind of like look up and survey and like kind of scope it out so that like i can catch anybody yeah. who's so as you go to as you go to at the velocity to go you begin to sort of pick yourself up and we begin to see the bit of mist trailing off because um, 
like I said, combat mechanics, I'm cool with you holding a bonus action as long as, like, you're spending your action to do it as well. And we see, like, as you sort of, like, disappear into the bit of a mist and sort of, uh, rematerialize shortly where you are on the ground, you immediately just find yourself standing there for, like, a wily coyote second and then sploosh! Find that what you thought was solid ground was actually, like, probably deep muck, like, eight foot deep water that you find yourself suddenly submerged in as the rest of them are climbing up. And then as quickly as you've submerged down, you begin to sort of float back up, covered in all sorts of rotting plant debris and algae, as you are now sort of like floating, um, treading water at the base of this causeway sinking into the swamp. I, I call up, friends, water is wet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I didn't jump directly into it, and I'm just kind of hovering above him by like 15 feet. Yep, and yeah, we see like as Amanda is flying around. And Amanda, as you're like floating off, you see Lurching Larry, who's on the other side of the causeway than the side you're climbing down. And uh, I appreciate it all, and uh, thank you again, Majesty. I wish your journey with your companions to be pleasant. Kind of nod my head back to him. Thank you. No problem, Monarch. <laughs> huh? Uh, if, you're, if, if, if you're not sticking around, yeah, Astrock and Philo, you're just climbing down? Yeah. Yeah. No check required. It's probably going to take you a good five, ten minutes to climb down this far. And Hobbs, I imagine you're slowly, like, wading through the very thick, very hard to navigate water. Yeah. Is there anything that I can um, see the, as far as, like, getting my... There's, like, a little bit of an island that you can make your way towards. You see there's, like, a, a dead tree growing out of it. Yeah, I'll head... A that couple way. of Mountain Dew bottles and some tires <laughs> at the base of it. <laughs> Halfway there. Damn. Um, as you make your Even way. in the Feywild. Fey, Florida. And a single tear falls out of my... <laughs> <laughs> as you make your way up onto that bank, Hobbs, you can begin uh, cleaning yourself off in whatever capacity you do. And the, yeah, the two of you are climbing down. No check is required to climb down. But as you are beginning to click yourself up, Amanda, are you staying with the two of them or are you... Waiting on the little bit of the island with Hobbs, or are you trying to keep yourself afloat? I'm flying. Okay. Um, yeah, as you see, your little wings are fluttering. Yeah. We hear the sound of music drifting on as all of you are climbing your way down. And at this point, like, Philo and Ostrock have kind of reached the base of the causeway, and there's like a large piece of stone that slowly sinks into the water at an angle that you can stand on for purchase. But yeah, you see that it's, the water's very high. You see that there is like massive sort of like algae lines and you can probably wade through it or swim through parts of it, but it's gonna be slow and stinky and wet. But you hear the sound of music and the two of you are like maybe separated by, I don't know, 30, 40 feet from the island to like the base of the slanted stone in the shadow of the causeway. We just hear a do ba da ba da ba da ba do ba da ba do ba da. It's like the singing of multiple voices and the sound of sloshing water coming closer into your direction. Should we hide? Um, I mean, you know the rules. It's hospitality, so I don't know. There's no houses around, but I think we should be okay. Duck a little bit just out of sight just to see what's going on. There's also, that's just my first instinct. There's like a little bit of a tree you could stealth behind Amanda. Go ahead, roll yeah. a stealth check. What about the rest of you? Elf. As you begin to see something breaking from the mist. 
Um, I guess before they come up, I just clean everyone off with prestidigitation. Say, well, we better be presentable if we're going to be hospitable. You can't get to Amanda and Hobbs, but you could do that with you and Ostrock. Oh, I didn't touch the mud. I'm not touching the mud. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Amanda's with Hobbs, but uh, Ostrock and Philo are on that side. So, yeah, you can make yourself tidy from the puddle incident. And, yeah, are are the two of you just standing out there in the open as the figures approach? Uh, Well, um, yeah, I guess I'll just stand there. Thirteen on stealth. We see floating towards you a raft that immediately breaks with a large form on it that begins to appear as the image of a snail. You see six more forms standing atop this raft that all seem to be singing and jiving in a merry tune. Coming from one direction, there are several voices that join this marching song, and as it grows louder... You see six bipedal rabbits wearing clothing emerge from the fog. And as you uh, are sort of floating along there, you can make out the tune. With sticks and stones, we'll break your nose, we'll beat you blind and steal your clothes. Where none of us can compare to one wily, swift, and a pair. Goth, the glorious, thief, notorious. And then you hear the sound peter off at that point. And it's just like, hey, boss! We got strangers up here. I count a one, two, three, as they're drifting out, and you see that these Harangon, like Tor, though you do not count Tor among them, seem to be sort of floating on a large raft with like provisions and a giant snail on the raft. And they all look at you and say, Well, if I'll be darned, as uh, one figure approaches you and says, Oh, hello. Uh, you seem. To be in a bit of a predicament, may I ask what you're doing? Stranded at high tide like this. Oh, um, yeah, we just got here. Um, we were up on the causeway and trying to make our way down because the causeway is not really traversable. Oh, well, we do have room on our raft if you would like to travel with us. I am Jemek, by the way, and this is the rest of my merry band. Hello. Um. <laughs> um. Can I peek out? Yeah. I think it would be a pleasure to join you on your raft. Hey, boss! I count another one. Like I can see that, Arnold. I can see it. <laughs> well, I mean, more the merrier, am I right? Our old pal right here, he ain't exactly taking up as much room as he used to. As uh, she slaps the back of it, and you see that this uh, sort of brown and white kind of feckled sort of uh, herringon seems to be like dressed in like a bit of like a a cloak like a traveler's cloak with like several sort of sashes and like what looks like tiny little metals sort of like draped across her body she carries on her i'm going to say like kind of sitting her apart a little bit i would say she carries on her more of a sort of rapier that she's kind of like painting in the sky with a little bit of a flare Oh, it's kind of yep. cute. Yep, and she'll mm-hmm. she'll start saying, and you see, like, uh, some of these other sort of, like, lackeys of hers seem to be guiding the raft with these sort of ten-foot poles that they've just got pushing in the water. Can I uh, make an insight check to try to read these fools? What are you trying to read off of them? Um, seeing if they're, like, a threat to us or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're oh. offering gifts, and we are obliged to accept. Yeah, but... I'd like to be prepared if the gift is yes. a 
Yep. Fungus. The, the first ones they're uh, going to float towards are Ostrock and Philo, by the way. And they're going to invite you onto their raft. It's Up. a 16. 16. On insight. There is a lot of complicated emotions that you're getting from these people. They haven't done or said anything to you that would make them an immediate threat, but something just rubs you off the wrong way. You're not sure if it's how they carry themselves or there's something that just rubs you off about them. Listen, I want them to rub me off in the good way, not the bad way. Yeah. As I said, like, uh, as I said, you, 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 they, they definitely seem to be a rowdy bunch. Yeah. Audacious bunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hospitality. I mean, until we essentially leave, we're more or less safe. Though these, yeah. this crew could also be like gathering up debts. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hobbs is gonna accept, but kind of keep that in the back of his mind. Um, yeah. The the rabbit debt collectors are gonna come and break your legs. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, you see, like, as they uh, pull forward, and yeah, they you you they you let you on, and they'll, like, push their way over, and as they're kind of covering the two of you, and you see one of them, like, sees the two of you and says, Hey, you're a halfling, aren't you? Uh, yeah. You want some, you want some, some hooch? <laughs> and holds yes. up, like, a flat, uh, like, a bottle. Of course. Real good stuff. <laughs> My sister makes it. Thanks. You'll get real yes, fucked up if you drink enough of it. <laughs> I take a sip of it. It is awful. But also, like, uh, was there much moonshining in the uh, <laughs> Featherbottom? I'm sure family? somebody got up to it. One of them. <laughs> Tobias, I mean, probably. It doesn't taste too off. You don't exactly recognize that the notes of flavor are a little bit different here. But it's alcohol. Oh. That was uh, that was really strong. That was like that was the challenge. That was like the impressive thing that like whichever sibling got up to that, it was like <laughs> I've done it. I made alcohol. Be proud <laughs> right. of me. <laughs> well, I guess uh, you know I appreciate it. So here's some pixie dust. Oh, oh, it's been a while since I had a kick of this stuff. I like oh it. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> we'll do a rail together later. Yeah. In the background, in the background, you see Amanda just like writing on her little notepad, Philo, Hooch, and then immediately crosses it off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah, the two of them will invite the two, both Hobbs and Amanda on. And uh, Philo, if you do want to clean up Hobbs, you can now. Oh, oh man, you got all filthy in there, Hobbs. Let me help you Philo's out. Philo's words are slightly slurred. <laughs> slightly. Let me, slightly. Let me help you out here. <laughs> Watch your hands, Philo. We are oh, friends. Stay straight. Not that close, though. I gotta use you for balance. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Why will whittle you a stick? Is the owl still out, or has the owl returned to the compartment? Uh, owl is doing circles around us. All right, so it's just yes. kind of surveying around. Yeah. Probably like trying to look for little voles and stuff like that. And as you are kind of drifting across the swamp, Jebuk you all and say well i just can't say how long it is since we got new company things here and uh <laughs> hither have gotten a little bit slow if you know what i mean everyone's just so caught up in the present and mm. what are you caught up in oh you know the occasional hustle there 
the occasional heist there. You know. Let mm. I ever tell you a... I mean, what was that song we were singing? Oh yeah, the one about, uh... The one, uh, one about the big boss. You know, the more boss you're boss than you are boss. It's like, you know, let's... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Looks at one of them who's got bagpipes. Doran! Go, go ahead and... Go ahead and hit the tune again. And all of them begin singing. With sticks and stones we'll break your nose, we'll beat you blind and steal your clothes. But none among us can compare to one wily, swift, and stand-up hair. Scarf that's glorious, thief notorious, his deeds are truly meritorious. With a wink and grin, he'll show his cunning, a flash of his scarf, he'll take off running. Quick as a bolt, his scarf still trailing, grasping, grasping, you'll end up flailing, you'll pout, you'll moan, you'll huff, you'll sneer. Thanks to Ogden Longscarf, Bragan Prince of Prismere. I'm going to pay extra attention to where my belongings are on my person. And as you're floating across and you hear, and, and you, Jebek just kind of starts like approaching around you and says, thing that I just can't get over the fact of, and I am going to be doing so well, when my superiors find out that I was able to rip off four new strangers that just wandered here on the causeway and just climbed onto our boat. Can you get the load of that? Henry, get the load of that. It's like, I, I get it, boss. I get it. It's real funny. They just climbed on here like they thought we were all friendly and stuff. <laughs> and you see she pulls out a crossbow and you see five more crossbows get pulled out. All right, all this right, is a stick all up. right. And that's where we're going to end it there. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell.
We love all those things, and many of them can be found in the Feywild, in which we are beginning <laughs> today because I have hit go, essentially, on my good old but friend you're including, Obs. you're including the mouth and anus thing in the I recording. am now, apparently. Um, uh, no. As soon as I run into, like, type B, just the Skyrim battle music starts. I'm gonna destroy that motherfucker. I hate him. I hate him in his ugly face. Gotta make some changes to the notes. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh no. I gotta start doing what Dial M does and just, like, just put in the bloopers at the end. Just mm. out of context. It's like, what? Why the. F I'm sorry, I haven't had time to stop the podcast since the credits rolled, and now I'm listening <laughs> to something. All right. Uh. Man. We're back. We're back. We're here. We're here. We're going to do this. So you're not going to um, include that in the official episode? Guy, you, no. you you can do whatever you want on your earth side of the morning, but we're going to begin by starting our episode, which we are okay. currently in uh, one minute, six seconds into. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just going to take one more sip of pepper juice. Uh, yeah, peppery lemonade. Cayenne. All right. I don't know why I was covering up the label. <laughs> There's no product placement if you can't we're, see the we're product. Doing this this live. Is a we're doing goddamn live. Okay. <laughs>